0: all right, listen, you want to make some extra money, but you don't want to actually do credit repair? I got the solution for you. I'm literally about to send money over to someone that sent me a couple of referrals. And if you don't know, our cat credit repair services, we offer money to people that send us referrals. But I'm going to be real with you. It's been a lot of referrals lately. So it might get to the point where we stop it. So if you're listening to this right now, if you know someone that needs credit repair services, you can go ahead and get in contact with us. You can DM CA Tactics LLC or DM my personal page at Mike O. Benjamin. Let us know who you're sending over. If we're still accepting referrals, we're going to pay you handsomely, cutely, whatever you want to get paid. Enjoy the episode. What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Consumer Ammunition Tactics Podcast, or CAT, where we provide you with consumer education to leverage your power as a consumer within this United States corporation. My name is Michael Benjamin. I'm the CEO of Consumer Ammunition Tactics, or CAT, where we leverage your credit, no debit. Welcome to the episode. Welcome to a new episode of the CAT Podcast, Consumer Ammunition Tactics. As you know, if this is not the first episode you're listening to. So yeah, hopefully y'all feeling blessed, amazing, great, the whole nine. Uh, before we get into the episode, updates, updates, updates. Number one update, go ahead and follow our social media pages if you're not following already. So go to CA Tactics LLC, go ahead and follow us. Go to, uh, if you want to follow my personal page, you don't got to follow my personal page. I won't take a personal, no pun intended. And my personal page is at Mike O. Benjamin, M-I-C-H-O-B-E-N-J-A-M-I-N. So story time. I want to tell y'all a little quick story, real quick, right? So basically, what had happened was, I was I was looking at my comment section because I dropped a video related to manufacturer spending, and I was basically talking about how you could get you could get sign up bonuses for free off of manufacturer spending. Y'all y'all already know, you know what I'm saying. Y'all know what it is with manufacturer spending. So the example I was giving. Was basically where I was saying, like, let's say the bank says you got to spend five thousand dollars to get a three hundred dollar credit. Right? Obviously, you're gonna MS, whatever you need to do, you're gonna get the money for free. Y'all know the tactics with manufactured spending. If you don't know, go ahead and listen to the previous episodes, anyway. So, in the example I used, I was basically saying, like, you could do $5,000 $5,000 for $300 statement credit. And then I went to the extent, I said, what, what happens if you apply for five cards? Now you got free $1,500, right? Because you're leveraging that credit, which is someone else's money, the bank's money. And then you're going to return it. So you didn't even use your own money. No interest, no nothing, right? So this is what happened. Somebody, no profile picture, no nothing. You know, you know how it goes on social media. People will be coming in with their opinions, don't be having no uh, profile picture. You don't know, maybe they 300, 800 pounds. Maybe they don't like themselves. I don't I don't know what it is. You know what I'm saying? But for whatever reason, this dude, he going to comment. He going to be like, you're spending $25,000 just to get $1,500. You're going to be paying interest. You're going to be doing this, that, and the third. So he said all that. So normally, I would just ignore it because you know, I post a lot of content here and there. Obviously, people seeing it, people going to have their own opinions, especially people that don't got no profile picture, right? So I was just like, you know what? I got time today. So I went to the comment section. I was like, where's the interest? Like, tell me where the interest is. You know what I'm saying? Because I already understood just based off this of comment, he doesn't understand how manufacturer spending works. Because y'all understand, obviously, if you don't order something and then return it around like the due date, there's gonna be no interest, right? Let's say my due date is the fifteenth. Today's the first or second or whatever. I order something online. It arrives by the seventh. I return it. It gets back to my it gets back to my bank by like the tenth. Where was the interest, right? So I asked a simple question. I said, oh, "Where's the interest? You know, let me know where the interest is at." And then I don't know what was going through his head. Maybe he ain't think I was gonna reply or whatever. But you know, I said I got time today. You know, I I, I just wanted to entertain myself while I was on a break. So then he's going to reply, what did he even say? I think he said something like, oh, but you're still spending 25000 to get 1500 But isn't this the same person that said that there's interest? So he literally evaded my question and still say, you're, you're still spending 25000 to get $1,500. And then he said, it doesn't make sense. Stuff doesn't make sense when you don't get it. You know what I'm saying? So that's really what it was. So when, once he said that, I said, okay, I see you're switching up now because initially you're talking about, oh, you got to pay all this interest. And then he's, I think he said something along the lines of, oh, he was just answering my question or something like that. But you literally didn't answer my question because I said, where's the interest? You didn't say there's no interest or there is interest. Based off of what he said, if we make an assumption, we can assume that he agrees that there's no interest. So it's like, don't be going into people's comment sections when you don't fully understand what they're talking about, right? Right. I would have had more respect if, you know, dude was like, I don't understand it. Can you explain it a little bit more? You know what I'm saying? But don't be in people's comment sections making false claims about stuff you don't even understand how it works. You feel me? So that's just a little quick story time. I was just like, you know what? I got time today. So I hopped in a comment section. I wanted to just see, you know, how his mind was operating. And obviously, like I saw, he didn't fully understand how manufactured spending works. So... I say that to say, don't be a weirdo. Don't be someone with like no profile picture in people's comment section trying to trying to be the teacher. You're like going in a classroom trying to say something and you you're not even a teacher. You know what I'm saying? You don't even you didn't even explain to me how you know your argument was valid. So y'all yeah, just said that to say, focus on you. Don't be weird out here. Don't be commenting on people's comment sections with no profile picture. You know, I, I mean I don't know what could be going through a dude's head mentally. Maybe stuff ain't the best. Maybe he's not in the best financial situation. Maybe he's not in the best shape of his life. Maybe he's maybe he's just not in maybe he's not in the best situation spiritually. You feel me? So yeah, just just wanted to put that out there. As a reminder, don't be don't be wasting time out here. It's it's too much it's too much stuff to do out here than creating a profile with no picture and then commenting on people's stuff. You feel me? So yeah, that's the update. Story, that's a little quick story time for y'all. All right, number two or whatever, I guess if we numbering the updates. So I'm I'm literally sipping out my teacup right now. And I'm looking at what it says, and it says it only works if you do. Right? It's it's one of my friends' teacups. Um she she has a black-owned business. So if if that message resonates with you and you need a new teacup, you know, DM me. I'll get you in contact with her. You can go ahead and buy your own teacup. But basically, a a teacup says it only works if you do. And that reminded me of the fact that y'all got to really understand whenever you purchase something from me or anybody, you got to literally put in the work. Right. This ain't no mindset episode or nothing. But I I, I just really had that at the top of my mind when I was reading when I was reading what my cup said as I was um, sipping on my tea. So really understand. To me, it's low-key disrespectful if you buy something from me or you invest in something with me and then you don't take action. Because it's like, what was the point of that? You use your energy and money and everything to go ahead and buy it. Or even if you copped a free guide. Even if you listen to the podcast. Podcast is free, obviously. If you listen to all these episodes and you're not taking no action, to me, it's a form of disrespect because it's like, you're disrespecting your time, you're disrespecting my time. You know, the hard work that I put in to be putting out these episodes, the hard work people put in, in um, their teachings and everything, right? It's it's not even just limited to me. So I just want you all to really understand that whenever you get something, whenever you do something, really make sure that you're putting in the work as best as you possibly can, right? Because you can't just write something off if you didn't even do the work. you saying something doesn't work, but you didn't actually even take action on it, right? You're just speaking from what you think. What you think might not be reality. You feel me? So just wanted to, just wanted to drop that little nugget real quick because I, I don't know who it could help. Maybe, maybe you need to hear that, whoever's listening. Maybe someone needs to hear that just so that they can go ahead and take action on what they're taking action on. If you need to pause the episode and go ahead and write that down just so you remember to actually take action on what you invested in or what you've been meaning to take action on, You know, go ahead and do all that. And I'll just even add on top of that, take action on something right now. Even if you feel like the message didn't say anything to you, pause the episode right now. Write something down right now. Words are very, very powerful. It's, it's powerful if you speak it, but it's powerful if you write it too, because you're going to really feel it in your spirit, right? So write down something right now that you got to take action on. Oh, that was an order right now. Shout out to uh, Stripe. But yeah, write down what you need to take action on. You feel me? So update two. YouTube. So one thing I want y'all to understand. With uh YouTube, I got a YouTube. We put out a video. So go ahead and tap into that if you haven't. And what I'm thinking, because obviously right now the podcast is audio and YouTube is visual. Well, YouTube can be visual, whether you know we could put the podcast on YouTube and then it's audio still. But I say that to say the whole purpose of the YouTube is to Not only introduce new content, but repurpose the content over there because you got to think about how humans are like structured so we could consume stuff through audio, but visual is also important too, right? So it's like I could put the same or similar content on YouTube and it might hit different just because you're actually seeing me speak about it. You feel me? So just really understand, go ahead and subscribe to YouTube. If you just search my IG name on YouTube, you're going to find my channel. And you could consume some content over there. So yeah, just keep that in mind. Go ahead, subscribe, pause the episode, go subscribe right now. And uh, update as well. One thing I wanted to really talk to y'all about is with having having podcast guests. So y'all got to understand with the whole podcast guests, I think I spoke about it before. You know, it takes time. I got to figure out when they're free, figure out when I'm free. And 99% of the time, I'm interviewing someone that's very very busy. Y'all are probably busy yourselves. Y'all if y'all don't know, I'm a pretty busy person myself. So it's like it's a lot of energy to actually book podcast guests. So I want y'all to I want y'all to take action. So go ahead and DM me now if you want me to continue to have guests on a podcast or if you prefer just like solo episodes where I'm giving game left and right. Right? Because you know what the YouTube that's taking up my time as well. So it's like I gotta figure out the time delegation, if that makes sense. But I want to really see where you alls temperature is at, as far as the YouTube. I mean, as far as um having a podcast guest versus not having a guest. I know the guests are dope because it's a new perspective. So I've just kind of been thinking, like, how should we go about it moving forward? Should we continue putting the podcast interviews here? Should we? Should I just get the guests and we just go live on IG? I know y'all get value from that sometimes, so. Um, y'all let me know. If y'all don't say nothing, you know, y'all know, you don't say nothing. I'm going to keep doing what I got to do. I'm a, and that's going to be what I want to do. What I want to do might be different from what y'all want. So close them out. Don't get fed. Go ahead. DM me. Tap in. Let me know what it is that you want. So yeah, keep that in mind. I think last update. So if you don't know, with our CAT credit repair services, done for you services, we offer a referral fee for people that send us clients. So, it's been it's been a good number pretty recently. I don't really market it like that, but I think I posted a couple of stories, and that kind of gave people some eyes on it. Like, oh, you know, let me start sending him people over. So, I say that to say, you can go ahead and send us any referrals. And if you send us a referral, and a person actually enrolls in our services, and they don't get out of the contract, you're going to get you a referral fee, right? So... Keep that in mind. One thing I'll say too, though, is that I feel like it's getting to the point where we might have to cease doing the referrals for a little bit just to focus on the clients we currently have. Because when I put it on IG, it exposed it to more people. And then the people that have already been sending me referrals, they've been sending me even more referrals, right? So, you know, we're paying people out, we're paying people out. And it's a good way for you to make a stream of income. But my whole point in saying that is I don't know how long we're gonna be doing it. So if you do know somebody that needs credit repair services and you don't do credit repair, and if you just wanna make some money, you know, extra pocket change, go ahead and refer them over to us. And just for transparency's sake, what we currently do is two hundred dollars per referral. So if you know like five people, they enroll in our in our um in our credit repair services, you just made yourself an easy thousand dollars and you didn't even do any work, right? You just told them, oh, go sign up with uh, Michael at Cat, go sign up with their services, et cetera, right? So, you know, that's something you could do, create you a new stream of income. You can't say that we don't help y'all make more money here at Cat, from all the sauce y'all get on the podcast to, you know, just giving y'all referral fees when you send us clients, right? And, and I think I said on my stories too. I studied the game as far as what these other uh, credit repair companies were doing, that's kind of how I modeled putting my number at two hundred dollars. Cause I didn't, I didn't see people really doing that, right? I saw less of what people were doing. I saw maybe hundred and fifty dollars stuff like that, but I look at it as building that long term relationship with y'all, right? Right? Y'all listening to me every week, so it's like if you're listening to me every week over time, you're going to grow closer to me. And then it's like, okay, let me send, send him some referrals over. And it's not like you're just sending me some referrals over and you're getting like a small 50 to $100. You're going to get compensated. right? So keep that in mind, if we're still doing it, you can go ahead and DM me personally or DM our uh, CA Tactics LLC page. With that being said, let's get straight into the episode. If you're not doing manufacturer spending right now, you tripping. And I got a free guide for you. Go to catacticsllc.com. Go to free MS 101 guide. Free MS 101 guide. You're going to learn about manufacturer spending if you don't already know about it. If you do know about it, you're going to be more elite at manufacturer spending. catacticsllc.com. Get the free MS 101 guide conveniently created for you. Enjoy the episode. All right, listen, so we're going to talk about charge-offs. I've been seeing some of y'all DM me about charge-offs. I've been seeing some of our credit repair clients having charge-offs. So I just want to talk about it real quick and hopefully just add some value to y'all so that y'all can go about getting rid of your own charge-off, getting rid of it for somebody else if you you got your own credit repair business, you know what I'm saying, and just add value. So charge-off. So we got to first understand what a charge-off is, right? So a charge-off is basically a canceled debt, right? So basically when you have a debt, it goes into collections and the creditor, they are going to continue trying to collect on it, collect on it, collect on it. But eventually it'll go into charged off status, which means that it's a canceled debt, right? But why is that even important? Remember, everything is language. So charge off means it's a canceled debt. Canceled debt is important because of the fact that it's linked to the IRS. Obviously, y'all know the IRS is somebody you don't want to play with. You know what I'm saying? So it's real important that a canceled debt is linked to the IRS because of the fact that once it's linked to the IRS, the IRS basically says that any debt that is six hundred dollars or greater that's canceled, discharged, whatever, a ten ninety nine C form has to be filed, right? So keep keep that in mind if you didn't know that six hundred dollars or greater cancellation of the debt ten ninety nine C form has to be filed. So what does that mean? That means whoever the creditor is, let's say it is a, let's say it's a credit union, right? Let's say it's a credit union they're attempting to collect a debt collect a debt collect a debt it goes from collections into charge off now what happens is because it's a canceled debt they have to file a 1099C form and when they file that 1099C form that canceled debt is going to be classified as what the IRS considers um uh income right so it's going it's going to be ordinary income taxable income etc but why is that even important that is important because of the fact that When you have something that's reported as an income, income is not supposed to be on your consumer report. What is your consumer report? Obviously, y'all should know. Y'all be listening to the consumer laws, right? When I'll be spitting about the consumer laws, y'all know the consumer laws, all of that. So your consumer report is basically like your quote unquote credit report, right? So income is not supposed to be included on there. Income is not supposed to be included on there. So really just pay attention to all the language. We're going to come full circle with how we would actually get rid of it. But I'll go ahead and say that we do have a charge off deletion letters on the website. So if you want to go to catactusllc.com, you can go ahead and grab that. You got a template letter. But I'm going to give you all the sauce here today, right? So you can just use what I'm saying, create your own template. But if you're a visual learner, you know, we got it on the website you can invest in yourself. If you don't want to invest in yourself, it don't matter. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, it's your charge off if you're trying to get it off or it's somebody else's charge off you're trying to get off. But keep that in mind. So remember, charge off. Charge off is a canceled debt. They tried to collect on the debt. They weren't able to collect on it. Now it's canceled. The creditor, they, they, now they canceled it, right? So now they got to file that 1099-C form because it's a cancellation of the debt. Of the debt and now it's classified as income. That's your sauce. It's classified as income. Income is not supposed to be included on your credit report, your consumer report, whatever you want to call it, whether you do traditional credit repair or if you do um, consumer law, you know, consumer law disputing or demands, you feel me? So now what happens is we know that we have the ammo to understand how we're going to get rid of this. Because if we know income is not supposed to be included on our consumer report, credit report, whatever you want to call it, now we know, what do we know? Now we know we can dispute it with confidence, right? We can dispute it with confidence, meaning that it's going to be classified as inaccurate. Inaccurate. That's an inaccuracy. And we not even talk about inaccuracy when we're talking about the fact of the definitions, right? You guys should know accuracy personal went to the Fair Credit Reporting Act, you know, 15 USC 1681. Accuracy is defined as a measure of value. Measure of value, meaning that you as a consumer, you determine what is valuable to you, right? But we're not even talking about all that. We're just talking about as far as what is even supposed to be included on a consumer report. We already established income is not supposed to be included on that report. So now that we understand that, now we're going to get into our approach, right? So, This is how I would approach it, you know. Multiple ways to do it, but given all the information I've given you, we understand what a charge off is. We understand at least it leads to the fact that we know it's a cancellation of a debt. We understand a cancellation of debt means a ten ninety nine C form has to be filled out, right? So now what we do is we understand that it's linked to the IRS. The IRS ain't somebody to play with. So now we understand the IRS can be our ammo as well if they if they want to play games. And we understand that with that cancellation of debt, that 1099 C form, um, six hundred dollars or greater, this charge off is income, taxable income, so it has to be removed. Why does it have to re- be removed? Because it's inaccurate. So it's about understanding these steps, right? If you gotta rewind, re-listen to what I'm saying, just to fully understand it. You know, go ahead and do what you gotta do. I hope y'all taking notes. So you understand like the actual steps, because I'm just spinning it off the top of my head, just based off of how I've helped people, as far as explaining, it, as far as you know, helping people remove it, as far as creating my own template template letters, you know what I'm saying? So, okay, yeah, the approach is how I would do it. So number one, I would do it in two rounds. One thing y'all gotta understand, all of this credit stuff, all of this credit stuff, it's like you want to look at it as like a boxing match. When I say that. I'm talking about the fact of you want to have your combos, you feel me? So the way that I approach a charge off is I look at it in terms of a couple rounds. It could obviously go more than that, but in like the best case scenario, you know, a couple rounds. So let me tell y'all about the couple rounds. And then let me tell y'all if it goes left what I would do. Because, you know, you could be in a boxing match. You plan you're going to do this. You're going to do an uppercut over here. But what if your opponent dodges? it? what if your opponent doesn't get knocked out right away? You feel me? So you just got to really think about how how you could flip it. So round one. Very, very simple letter. Like I told y'all, I got the template letters on catacticsllc.com. You just got to click on... I forgot. What is it even called on our website? I think it's like uh, deletion letters or something. But yeah, so number one. Round one. You're going to simply request a copy of the 1099-C form. Simply request that. You're sending this to the creditor. Keep in mind, you're sending this to the creditor. You're not sending this to the, um, to the, if you want to call them bureaus, if you want to call them CRAs, Consumer Reporting Agencies. You're sending this letter directly to the creditor. Go to who offended you. Stop going after Experian, TransUnion, Equifax when they're not the ones that even, you know, the charge-off don't got to do with nothing. It do, but you, you you get what I'm saying. Like, Go directly to who's who you got your issue with. <laughs> the charge-off says the creditor. It doesn't say Experience TransUnion, Equifax. Not directly, at least. All right, so you're going to send this letter directly to the creditor, right? So the credit union, whatever it is that did the charge-off, you're going to basically address them. You're going to say, okay, you pulled your consumer report and you noticed a charge-off account. You put the account number and let them know you're requesting a copy of the 1099-C form that was filed. Because it was a charge-off, it is a canceled debt. So that means they understand. They know. That means that they had to have filed a 1099-C form according to you know what the IRS is saying. They're classified under that. They understand that. So make them know that you understand that as well. Be like you requesting a copy of your 1099 C form and you can just leave it at that. That's it. Best regards, enclosed um, copy of ID, utility bill, you know, do whatever you gotta do. You can even go to the extent and be like, my CPA is requesting I get a copy of this 1099 C form. So maybe that, can, that can, maybe that could establish some, you know, a little bit of credibility <laughs> to what you're doing. You feel me? So go ahead and send out that letter. Once you send out that letter, Best case scenario, you know, they go ahead and send you the 1099 C form. That's your exhibit, right? That's your exhibit. So keep that. Make a copy of it. Sleep with it. Kiss it. Do what you do. Whatever you got to do with it. Then make 20, 30, 50 copies of it, and then we're gonna go into round two. But before we even go into round two, let's say you miss your punch, right? Like we're talking about um, credits, like boxing. Let's say you miss your punch, and They don't reply. First of all, y'all should already know, send everything certified mail and things like that. And also give them a deadline. Don't be like, um, I'm just requesting a copy and then you don't say anything additional. What you want to do, give them five days, give them seven days, give them 10 days, but be concrete, be 10 toes down with how you addressing them. Let them know like you have to, you know, you got, you got this amount of days to send me this copy of the 1099-C form, right? So let's say they, they're not even sending you a copy of the 1099-C form. So what I would do in that situation, you could send them a request again, right? As you're around two, or you could look at it as like around 1.5 before we get into round two, but send them a request again and be like, okay, you know, I'm requesting a copy again. I know you received my last one because I, I did send a certified mail. And I, you know, that's the importance of sending stuff certified mail, but you send it again they receive it again if they still on some you know bs not trying to do anything they're playing themselves because you can make the assumption that they didn't file the 1099c form so now now what does that mean and why is that powerful that's powerful because now they're in trouble with the IRS so now what you can do is you can go and report them to the IRS for tax fraud right That's tax fraud because they're supposed to, by law, they're supposed to fill out that 1099-C form. So if I'm requesting a copy of the 1099-C form and you're not sending it to me, after I've sent you certified mail and all of that, now it's up to me to take it upon the IRS and let them know, look, these are what these people is doing. They didn't send me the 1099-C form, right? You can file IRS complaints if you didn't know. So you can go ahead and um, get that situated. So that's how I would handle that if there was a problem with that. But let's say they send you the 1099 C form, right? You're gonna go to um, round two. The round two letter, you're gonna remind them. Look, I told you in round one, send me the 1099 C form. You sent it to me. You didn't send it to me. Whatever the case may be, and then just basically break it down to them. Look, j- j- listen to you know, listen to what I everything I said in the episode. Just uh, basically break that down to them. Let them know like. Um, this is a charge-off. So a charge-off means it's a canceled debt. Because it's a canceled debt, you had to file this 1099-C form. And because you had to file that 1099-C form, this canceled debt is classified as taxable income. Why is income important? Income is important because income is not supposed to be included on my consumer report. Because of that, these charge-offs are a charge-off needs to be deleted from all consumer reporting agencies, meaning Experian, TransUnion, and Equifax. So basically, break that down to them in a letter. Like I said, I got everything structured for y'all in a charge-off deletion letter. So if you still not adding up everything based off of what I'm saying, just do yourself, a, and do yourself some service and just go grab you know, the charge-off deletion letter. But I'm not even here to sell that to you. You don't have to grab it or anything. You can literally create your template or your letter based off of everything I'm saying here. Just play the episode multiple times, do whatever you gotta do and get it right. So just break it down to them. Because it's income, it's inaccurate. Inaccurate meaning it's not supposed to be on there. And then what I would do as an extra measure is I would bring in uh 15 USC 1681 S-2 A1A. That talks about the responsibility, the responsibilities of the furnishers of information on your consumer report. I've talked about it in previous episodes or maybe I just talked about it on IG, I don't know. I believe I've talked about it in previous episodes, but S-2A1A, it talks about the fact that if they have reasonable cause to believe information is inaccurate, it has to be deleted from your consumer report. Don't um, quote me on you know everything. I'm not looking at it right now. I'm just going off at the top of my brain. But S-2A1A, basically you can use that as a as like an extra punch if you want. You know what I'm saying? Because you got to think about it as like it's a boxing match. So use that. Let them know. Like y'all had a reasonable cause to believe this information is inaccurate because I showed, I showed you and proved to you in um, the very first letter letting you know, you know, the 1099C form is canceled debt. Letting you know in this second letter it's income. Income is not included on consumer report. So y'all have a reasonable cause to believe that this information is inaccurate. So now you have five days to delete this information from reporting on all consumer reporting agencies, or I'm going to take legal action and I will report you to the IRS, not only for tax fraud, but violating the FCRA, violating me. I'm not able to get credit because of what you're doing, etc. You know, frame it however you want to frame it. So basically, you know, that's just that's just a little bit of sauce on getting that charge off deleted, doing whatever you got to do with that charge off. Hopefully this helped y'all. Um, share this episode with somebody if it helped you, if you know it's going to help somebody and so that they can do it for themselves. Like I said, if y'all need the letters, we have them on the website, lc.com. Y'all have a blessed one. Thanks so much for listening to the CAP podcast. I hope you got beneficial information. I sincerely appreciate you. But remember, your credit score is where it's at because you ain't get with CAP. So get with cat and we're going to make it like that. You feel me? All right, have a blessed one.